This right. is an eight iron, and it's a dead shank. Wow. Way right. Oh, Takes a hop off the path. You gotta be kidding me. Very tough pitch shot right here. You gotta hit it into the hill. One hop up and bite, and it's in. Kind of like that. I would like to welcome five-time PGA Tour winner, golf commentator. I'm going to call him a Midwest legend because he is. Mark Wilson, uh, thank you, sir, for joining us on the Sub-70 podcast. Jason, always a pleasure, and uh, yeah, I look forward to seeing where you take us today. It'll be fun. Uh, heard you're, you're, you got out of our cold winters. You're down in South Carolina, and like I said, you're still a Midwest legend. You've earned it. Um, you know, how's life treating you? Family, kids, playing a little bit more golf, I heard. Like, you know, sort of what's going on in your world before we dive into this? Uh, yeah, first off, yeah, you, once again, being from the Midwest, being from Wisconsin, lived in Chicago for so many years, you can't take the Midwest out of me. You can take me out of the Midwest, but I'm always going to have those ties uh, for sure. And um, sad my Milwaukee Bucks are not going to get the second NBA title in a row, but last year was was pretty exciting. Uh, with that said, I, I love in South Carolina. The winter was uh, harsh for those down here, but for us it was uh, fine. The golf courses stayed open. And I think the way you put it down in, in South Carolina is uh, we play year-round, but we don't play every day kind of thing. Uh, the golf courses certainly are in better shape, say, from um, uh, April through uh, end of November, kind of like the Midwest, but at the same time the, the, the weeks where it's not. Uh, in the best of shape, you can still actually go out and play and have a, a random 70-degree day and not play the temporary greens, which is really cool. And I've got a good group of, say, 20-something pros in the area that uh, uh, great college players that are trying to make it on the PGA Tour. Uh, some guys have Corn Ferry Tour status, Latino America. we got some good games doing that. So I've really enjoyed uh, being embraced by those uh, younger guys. Uh, they all drive me by a bunch, but thankfully I hold my own uh, maybe half the time uh, in terms of score with them. Uh, families uh, assimilating very nicely. Matter of fact, my son's uh, uh, made the high school golf team, varsity team, as a eighth grader, and, and they're going to state for the very first time uh, in nine years for their high school. So things are um, things are good in South Carolina for me right now. Is it fun? It's got to be fun, right, to, like, tee it up against young pros and the old KG veterans still got a little something-something, and they're kind of like, yeah, he's still got it. It's got it like once you play with those guys, the competitive juices still have to kind of flow there a little bit, right? Where it's like, I'm not relenting. Uh, you know, you're going to you're gonna get the best out of me in this round. And to be able to, like, what a great sport. In your mid-40s, you can still compete against guys 25. For sure. I know that's what's really neat about it. And I'm preparing for something. I'm, I'm going to play some Corn Ferry events the next couple of years leading into the PGA Tour champion. So I have that uh, desire to to have that good competition, those moments where, you know, your heart starts beating a little bit faster and you're wondering if your mind can be, that uh, takes you to a, a good shot um, or a bad shot for that matter. And so I've, yeah, I've really enjoyed it. And, and uh, you know, I've never been a, a long hitter in my career at any level, uh, but watching these guys move it out there, it, it's, it's just phenomenal. Uh, you know, a lot of times they're, 30 to 50 yards past me, but, um, you know, ultimately you got to get the ball in the hole and, and yeah, I, I, we have, we've had some good games. That's for sure. Are, are you working on, are you probably hitting the ball farther than you ever have hit it? Are you working on speed and power getting ready for the champions tour, knowing how far 
those guys still pop it from, you know, I've seen it out there. Like they can still really, really play and you got to make a bunch of birdies out there. Right. I always heard those guys say, you got to go pretty low out of the gate. Jerry Kelly certainly told me uh, about a year ago, he's like, uh, keep your game uh, sharp. Uh, don't just put those clubs in the closet for a few years and think it's going to be easy out here. And I've had a chance to do a little commentating out there too and watching uh, those guys compete. Uh, yeah, the, the, the golf courses, let's face it, they're not as long as the PGA Tour, uh, of course, uh, but it's not like they're playing 6,500-yard courses. I mean, it's still some uh, really good golf courses, firm greens, uh, and they're still you got to find a way to shoot four or five under just to kind of keep pace, it seems like. So speed-wise, I'm not really – I did some speed work uh, maybe the last couple of years, and I've got my swing speed up higher than it's ever been. With, with that said, it's like at 108 is my cruise speed. Uh, 160 ball speed is a good day, and that's plenty good enough to compete out there. I'm, yeah. I know that my game is going to be more about precision and and dialing in 100 yards and in, making sure my putting uh, is going to make my fellow competitors shake their heads sometimes with all the putts I make, and that's where I'm going to really get it done out there. How does the corn fairy work for you guys with the amount of wins you have? Do they give you X amount of starts per year to kind of get you ready from, is it like 48 on up or how, how do they sort of work with you guys who have had that long career on the PGA tour to get ready for the champions tour? As far as I know, and I have to get down to the details of this, I believe there's a category. Well, I know there's a category for 48, 49 year olds uh, that are getting ready for the PGA tour champions. There's two spots every week. Uh, of course, not the Corn Ferry Tour Finals, but but most weeks they have spots, and uh, it's off the of career money. I think it's career combined money, Corn Ferry Tour and PGA Tour uh, earnings. And so when I turn 48, I'm eligible in that category. Uh, it kind of depends on who else uh, decides to play that given week. And you're talking about guys my age. You're talking to the uh, Heath Slocums, uh, JJ Henry, some guys like that. They're uh, I haven't looked at it close enough. I think they're ahead of me in career money. Uh, you know, some of those, like a J.J. Henry still playing the PGA Tour regularly. Uh, my plan is to to play a handful of events, you know, hopefully ones that are drivable. I'll play at Thornblade, uh, the BMW that, that's in my backyard now. Uh, maybe go to Raleigh. I'd love to come up and play in Chicago uh, and support Evan Scholars and um, and do that event. Um, we'll see. We'll just kind of see how it goes. Uh, but the, I do know that the competition is something that I need to continue to do at 48 and 49. I don't want to, uh, even if I'm going to m- miss a bunch of cuts out there, just the feel of a golf tournament and, and getting ready for those things and, and how you prepare, I think will get me ready for the PGA Tour champion. So I take that very seriously. Yeah, I was I was playing golf with TA3 out in Vegas a few weeks ago, and he put up a 65 and crushed me in a game. And I said, you know, great round of golf. And he said, there's golf, and then there's golf. What we did today was fun with our group. It's a different rhythm. It's a different way of doing it when you play competitive on tour. And he says, that takes reps, and that takes work. It, does that make sense of what he's saying? And what's he sort of describing there of, Yes, you can still have some money on your home course and you can compete, but there's still a different – is it a vibe or a feeling or something where you're playing it is. on the big boy I tours? Think, yeah, the, the big thing for me, Jason, is that you put everything out on the PGA Tour, PGA Tour champions or a mini tour event, uh, unless it's match play, of course. We don't play a whole lot of match play. and uh, You know, when you're playing games at the club, I feel like uh, for the most part, the people I play with are very nice and 
And, and you know, you, yeah, you want to have a game, a competitive game back and forth, but usually anything inside of three feet is good or even four feet sometimes. And it's like, you know what? I got to grind on some of those. Sometimes a three footer uh, on greens that are 12s, a little left to right down the hill, you know, that gets your juices full on the PGA tour. And I want to make a few of those uh, when I'm practicing. And uh, I, I think that's part of what uh, Tommy was talking about. And then also the condition of the golf course, let's face it, these tournaments, especially when you're playing PGA Tour, PGA Tour champions, these golf courses are trying to peak for the week that we show up. Therefore, you see uh, conditions where they're, as long as weather stays out of it, uh, firm and fast, uh, you have way more precise with uh, your approach shots. Uh, the whole locations are tucked in the corners. When you're playing just around at the club, uh, you know, there's that, that vibe where, first of all, the, the whole locations aren't maybe as difficult. Uh, the greens are a little softer, a little slower, and uh, and you, not everybody knows what you do at the end of the day. You know, when you kind of tee it up on a big event like uh, the PGA Tour or PGA Tour Champions event, uh, you've got a number next to your name at the end of the of, of your round, at the end of your week. You got your friends, family, other people just paying attention to you. There's there's something about that that uh, adds a little bit of pressure. And I like that. I feel like I've always thrived uh, knowing that. Whereas if you're just at the club and you, you win a few bucks off uh, of your buddy, that's all well and good. But uh, if you play poorly, no one knows either. So there's not that same pressure. Yeah, and it made sense to me. I think that's kind of what he was saying, right? There's, It's good to have these good rounds at home, but then translating it over to when the TV cameras are watching you and people are watching you, and the courses are definitely harder. Like this is, you know, we played Las Vegas Country Club, which was his home course, and it's set up you know, for the members. It's not the hardest thing in the world. It's not a pushover. And you probably played, maybe played tour events where they still had it there. Um, but it's solid. But yes, there's, right? Like, I think people, re- you know, some people realize, but don't realize too, like when you go to a Champions Tour event, that golf course is harder than it is for the members. It's, right? It's, it's their case to showcase true. it. It's, it's you know, go go look how deep the rough is and the green speeds and all that other stuff. And, you know, go shoot 66 from 6,800 yards. It's, right. it's, so it's very you know, the course ratings on golf courses and i started keeping a handicap maybe five years ago just because i kind of wanted to know where it was at and if i played uh, events at the club then i could do that and and there's there's something to be said about you know when you go play a uh, pga tour course and the course rating 75.0 uh, is it really 75.0 in the conditions we play it in you know the greens that firm and fast and uh, yeah, they might move a tee up here or there but uh, you know some people argue that it's actually harder than that that number um so uh the, the course rating thing when you, a pga tour player is posting their scores uh is a little bit up in for debate oh i think you're correct i think like jj colleen you got in the byron you know he kind of plays part-time he shot a 78 in the opening round and he said that's about what a zero a really strong zero handicap player at your club would shoot and that was like plus six or seven on a tournament <laughs> course and it's, i think he's 100 percent right I think there's that much of a difference. Yeah, and that was, of course, too, where uh, you know the cut was five under and right. the winning score was six under. But, you know, right. But I think that's a really good guide if you were, a, you know, a, somebody hits at two seventy five, two eighty, and were a legit zero handicap. That would be my guess. What you would shoot seventy seven, seventy eight, seventy nine. No way you're shooting that's seventy. Um- Right, it sounds about right, for yeah, sure. It's harder. Um, one last thing before we get into the PGA, with, with kind of doing some coverage on the on the Champions Tour, we kind of talked about that you got to go low out of the gate, but is there a couple other things of just you looking at stats or watching from afar, but with your background that you found interesting or 
you know, eye-opening from kind of covering those guys out there of, uh, you know, a few things or tidbits that you kind of saw or, you know, from your observations? Well, they're really approachable. Uh, I think just a lot of them have mellowed with age, right? I think we all do. I think about myself playing the PGA Tour, and and I was a little more standoffish, right? I mean, I, I, I did embrace the fact that we're an entertainer, but at the same time, uh, my ultimate goal was to shoot the lowest score. And if you're going to be in my way and slow me down in any way, I was, I, I might, you know, go the other direction. Uh, out there on the PGA Tour Champions, they really embraced that entertainment product. The, the first event I did had celebrities playing alongside uh, the players, Tony Romo, Annika Sorenstam, people like that were playing. And that was a lot of fun. It was funny seeing some of the the other athletes seemed like they were taking it more seriously than the PGA Tour Champions guys. Uh, so that's the, the biggest thing. I'm really excited for that uh, laid-back atmosphere out there. But then uh, they're also going to shoot a lot, you know, some really good scores. Uh, I, I mean, I haven't um, dove in super deep to it, uh, but I, I, I will say the, the driving distance, for the most part, uh, was a little shorter than I was expecting. You know, and that was very, I, I guess, comforting for me. Uh, they still move it out there. There's no doubt. You've got some guys that, that can really move it out. Uh, but at the same time, they're, they're, uh, the guys that hit it relatively short uh, really have a place out there. So I think the, the tour is set up more for precision, and uh, that's definitely where my game has thrived. Well, big week, PGA Championship. So the, the first thing, I, I mean, it's just out there. I thought he would be competing. The, the whole Phil thing, like, can you square this for me? Because I'm honestly confused by it at this point. Like, it's a major, the defending champion. So even if you're going to the other league, you know, you made history last year. Like, I, 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 help, help me out. I'm, I'm, I'm confused how you're not there defending this. And then where's where's this sort of going? And I'm lost here. I, I'm I'm a bit lost, too. And I try to understand it day by day. And it's just really hard. I mean, there's... There's that one school of thought saying, hey, this would be a great opportunity to, if, if he's really looking for as much revenge and to, to just kind of stick his nose up at everybody, uh, is to announce this week that he is playing that the, the live tour. Uh, you know, the week that he's going to defend his title, the PGA Championship, he's going to go ahead and kind of take the headlines. Uh, we'll see if he does that or not. Uh, I'm, I'm really, um, uh, I guess, saddened by the whole thing, because I was on ESPN's coverage on ESPN Plus doing featured groups uh, last uh, year at Kiowa. We got to follow Phil uh, in his round on Friday and, and how he, uh, you know, zoomed up that leaderboard and like, oh, could he really hang on and do this? He wasn't really in great form. And then he, get, he gets the job done and wins a major, the oldest to ever win a major championship. Uh, he was just thriving. His popularity was going up by that, plus what he'd been doing on social media for a couple of years. He was just a fun follow. You're like, What's Phil going to do next kind of right. thing? Uh, of course, this is what he's done next. And, and you know, time does heal wounds, so we'll see how this goes down the road. But, uh, uh, you know, there had been comparisons with Arnold Palmer for so many years about growing the game and, and just being the gentleman he is. I, I think those are over now. <laughs> I just, it just doesn't seem like uh, Phil can be talked about in the same light. Um I was, I was really hoping he was going to play the PJ championship, defend his title and kind of put, try to put some of that behind him. And if that's his swan song, that, that'd be great. Uh, I don't know if he felt his game wasn't ready. 
Um, he wasn't ready to show his face yet. Uh, it, it's been really bizarre. And I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to finally some of these events, the live golf events happening so we can sort of put some of the speculation behind and, uh, and, and, and go ahead and go forward with it all. Uh, I've played with Phil Mickelson a few times. Certainly, uh, he, I watched him closely, especially when he was around the greens and, and watched his creativity. But I think part of it goes into, you know, some of these star athletes, some of these, not necessarily an athlete, but just a, a person who's achieved so much in terms of uh, a world's view. Uh, you, you know, how, how did they get there? Um, you know, what's in their mind? There's been some, uh, I'm sure, super nice guys that, uh, that have got the job done. Uh, and then I've done it totally cleanly, but there's got to be something different wired in some of these extraordinary, uh, successful people in, in terms of the world's eyes, uh, you know, what they're able to accomplish, uh, to, to be able to, uh, compartmentalize their lives, their lives, right? So there's so much going on, I think, behind the scenes with Phil Mickelson for him to be able to go on a golf course and then just go out there and, and, and shoot the scores he was able to do to have the career he did all this other noise is going on is, is tremendous. And um, uh, I think it speaks volumes to uh, just being able to be in the, in the moment. And uh, we'll see what the, the, the next moments are going to be for uh, Phil Mickelson. Can't take the wins away, uh, but certainly uh, it's amazing how uh, some words and some conversations and, and, and going against a tour that gave you so much for so long can quickly just kind of tear all that apart. Do you think he almost needs a little of this chaos going on to keep it interesting? Is there something that seems like there's always, <laughs> right? Like, is it, do you almost need to like flip everything upside down every now and then just to keep yourself, I don't know, motivated? Or I... <laughs> yeah, Jason, that's an interesting point. I didn't, I didn't never thought about it that way, but uh, he has talked about the rush. I mean, we know he's a, a prolific gambler and, uh, you know, how can he um, be interested again in something? It uh, seems to me like it'd be pretty cool just to, you know, be the continue to pass along the the amount of or the age of a major championship. You know, like he's got the oldest. Uh, let's go. Let's go win another one. Let's get that Grand Slam. Let's win the U.S. Open. Let's let's keep going down there. But apparently that's not. Uh, enough motivation for him, so he's gone down a different road. And if it's money, it, it, what this is costing him off the golf course, I mean, it's boy, it better be a truckload. Because, <laughs> I mean, right? I, I mean, this this is, you know, when you, when you have offices all over the world, you can't go say those things. And, like, you get, you know, and it is as quickly as people can, air quotes, be canceled, and that's a whole nother story. But, I mean, like, this... It better make it up because, the, 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 you know, he made way more money off the golf course than he did on the golf course. And it's, it, you know, maybe he's got a master plan and I'm not quite seeing it, but it's 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 interesting to say the least, right? We'll, we'll, get, we'll give him that. Like, he's a one-off, that's for sure. I, I've always enjoyed him. I always thought he was good for the game. The talent was immense. Um, you know, he's one of those guys where it could be, like, awful that the next week he wins, you know? So... I even thought without a, without a lot of prep work, he'd be ready to come into the PGA and kind of do it, right? Like, it just seems like he has one of those games where he can find it really quick. Yeah, and he's got confidence. No matter what he's going to bring, I, I I can't get in his head, but I think he's a very confident golfer no matter what game he brings. He's not out there playing for other people and uh, worrying about what they think. He's going to go out there and be free no matter what. Um 
Uh, I just still remember, you know, the first time I was basically introduced to this Phil Mickelson was when I was uh, basically about a 12-year-old, 13-year-old, wondering what the next level was for me. And it was America Junior Golf Association events. And who was on the cover of the brochure? Well, it was this left-handed golfer. And at the time, I mean, they just didn't seem like there were many left-handed golfers. Yeah, you had Bob Charles, but it just wasn't a thing. It was like there was right-handed golfers. And where my dad seeing the brochure and and uh, he might have made the joke that, oh, no, I think they reversed the image on the brochure. You know, they right-handed. And I was like, yeah, that's probably right. And it turns out, you know, it's that, that collar-up kid uh, as a 16-year-old player of the year on the American Junior Golf Association indeed was left-handed and, and uh, certainly continued his winning ways in college and then uh, uh, won an event as an amateur that's on the PGA crazy. Tour. Yeah. It's crazy what he was able to accomplish. That's something Tiger Woods didn't even do. And uh, and here he is now with this. I just, you know, I pray for him and I pray for him and his family. I, I think you said earlier too. We we, you know, we're not the judge of of what's going on. He might have a master plan. Um, I just, you know, pray ultimately for his peace with uh, his family, really. And you know, wonder what uh, him and his wife Amy are talking about with their kids about everything that's going on. You know, when you're in the, the public eye like that. Uh, the people are bound to talk around you when they find out who your dad is or who your husband is. And uh, I just pray for peace there. What do you expect from Tiger this week? Uh, yeah, I mean, so they won the last major championship that was there in 2007. It was a lot warmer then. I played in that one. That was kind of a story. So I'm glad that this PGA championship, it's more about um, the golf course. Uh, you know, once again, I, I don't want to bet against him. Right, we're all like a year apart in age. He was he was always the story wherever we went, whether it was at the Orange Bowl in Miami, whether it was the Optimist Junior in San Diego or uh, U.S. Junior, whatever it was, he was the story. And he usually won. That was what was amazing. He kind of exceeded everyone's expectations, uh, and he continues to do that with his win at the Masters in 2019. Uh, so I. I'm not going to put any, um, you know, I'm not a betting man, but if I was, I, was, I, I wouldn't necessarily put any money on him. But once again, I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, goes out there and, and makes the cut again. I, I think anything uh, inside the top 10 uh, is, is highly unrealistic. Uh, but once again, he's a, a driven guy, and uh, him even shooting under, under par that first round at the Masters was something I wasn't expecting. So we'll, time will tell. Is it a way easier walk than Augusta? Uh, not really. I mean, I, I think it's just a little bit easier, but still, it's a very, a very hilly place. Um, so, no, I and I, I think that's, again, I haven't had the injuries that he's had, but uh, at the same time, I, I, once you get into the heat of it, uh, I remember having a bad back and uh, playing some mini tour events where I just did not think I could go. And I warmed up on the range. And I'm like, I, I just don't think so. I'm like, well, I'm going to go hit the first tee shot and see. And there was like a flip, a switch was flipped. Like all of a sudden the back pain was somewhat gone because you got that adrenaline, adrenaline rush. rush. Yeah. And it's like, all right, it's go the, time. And yeah. And so I don't think that the walking really has a whole lot uh, to do it, do with it. His golf swing looks really smooth. Uh, once again, he'll be the, he'll be the story. It'll be fun to see how he does. What do you remember from the golf course from playing in 2007? Absolute beast. Did it seem too tight where it makes sense where they did do the redo and Gil took out a bunch of trees and brought a couple creeks back into it? Did it, you know, what was sort of your recollection from, from playing in it in a major? I remember sweating a lot. I mean, it was 100 degrees <laughs> is what I remember. But no, but the golf course, yes, heavy uh, Bermuda rough, 
uh, 25 to 30 yard wide fairways at the most, a lot of dog legs and leaning fairways too. Kind of like uh, not as severe as Olympic Club out in San Francisco with some of those holes, but but kind of some of those types of things. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I, I think I remember finishing six over par for two rounds and thinking I was going to make the cut uh, on the number, maybe with a shot to spare and it ended up being five over. So I missed by a shot, which is kind of a bummer. Um, but uh, I, I do remember that and uh, being being very tight corridors. And so it's going to be interesting to see now that the fairways are going to be on average, I, I believe, 14 yards wider. Uh, so a lot more um, room off the tee, but then also with that said, a lot more short grass yeah. around the green. Yeah. Your misses are going are gonna to go much further away from the hole and find uh, maybe a little creek or some bunkers. And, and with that Bermuda uh, fairway cut, I mean, even if you talk to Southern players, I think they would agree that's the toughest grass to hit off of in terms of a 60-degree that you're trying to get high and soft. Uh, when you got that grain into you, Oh, boy, it's intimidating. So who do you think that favors then, right? So let's look at the rest of the field besides the Tiger and Phil and, like, okay, we got a wider golf course. we got a little bit more room. And I kind of, uh, from a short game standpoint, right, it's not like your traditional major championship where it's sort of open and flop and hope. It brings different shot making into it. So who do you sort of, you know... Who do you like this week that that with the redesign, because it's kind of a fair golf, and it's a new golf course for everybody at some level. There's not a lot of history you can take from it. What, who, what kind of player or what players do you think would really shine, you know, during this week? Well, I th- with that said, I, I think it's um, players that are still pretty precise with their irons because if, no matter what, if, you're, if you are off the green and it's going to kind of funnel down a lot of these slopes. Yeah, you have the imagination, but it, even the best are really they have a hard time with those kind of shots. Uh, even a Patrick Reed is going to struggle around the greens a little bit. Uh, so that's why I, I take the, the best iron players. Uh, and, you know, Max Homa's playing some great golf, already two-time winner this season, won his last start. Uh, Justin Thomas is fighting for a win. No wins yet this season. Uh, six straight seasons he's had a win and, and so he'd like to add to that and you know get his second major championship uh he's a great iron player he lives in the top 10 stroke scan approach so uh, there's a couple of names that that, that, that kind of come out I, I know what you're getting at it's like hey okay these fairways are wider so you can kind of spray it just a little bit more how about a dustin johnson looking for that first win uh in, in a while he's not hitting the driver like he did say five years ago where it was like automatic that little cut out there, he's kind of hit some double crosses every once in a while. Uh, so he could be a, a guy that can contend um, as well this week. What about a Spieth coming off a good finish at the Byron? But great iron player, good great imagination, and, you know, driver not his normal strong suit, but does that width give him a little bit of advantage of trying to hit the slam here potentially? He's a great call, uh, Jason. I, I agree. Watching him play last week, I was on the radio coverage. Uh, there were so many times when you, know, you thought uh, there, were, there was adversity that happened, usually in the form of missing a putt inside four feet. He missed a couple of those last week. Uh, or just a wayward drive. His, his misses aren't as big as they, they used to be, but he hit one wide right on 12 yesterday on the par five when you really need to get the ball in the fairway. Uh, and he, he did an amazing uh, recovery shot. So, yes, his imagination is good. Uh, you know, he's looking for that career grand slam. I don't think that's necessarily something that's going to halt his freedom, though. Uh, I think he, he feels like he's he's got it back and he's playing very confidently. And, uh, you know, around the greens, 
he's almost always that 60 degree wedge kind of guy that uh, hits some uh, ones that uh, really wow you uh, can, you know, a lot of uh, shaft lean usually for him. And, um, you know, but he does it really well. You know, some, some people argue but with that Bermuda, you really want to use the bounce and, and kind of let it glide through the turf. Well, those are the people that haven't played competitive golf in, in, in front of a lot of people and um, have, have hit that little chunky one. Uh, sometimes you got to go the, the leading edge. I don't want to go there very often either. Um, but uh, sometimes you have to go there and Jordan Spieth's as good as anybody with it. And he's, he's riding a mountain of confidence. Let's just see if he can clean up those uh, putts inside of four feet. There's something going on in his brain. It's been his whole career, really. He's had those moments for such a great prolific putter to struggle inside of four feet. Uh, kind of reminds me maybe of a Tom Watson, maybe when I was cheering for him 15 years ago and, and, and he missed that occasional two footer, but he could roll in the 15 footers. Uh, we'll see if Jordan can clean up those short misses this week. Would you have thought about changing your wedges up for this week? Would you have gone into the tour van and tried some different grinds and bounces for the shots you're going to have to play off that real tight Bermuda? Um, you know, I've done that in the past a little bit, but usually I just like to have my wedge travel, you know, and, and know the the, the 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 shots that I'd have to, the, how, the adjustments that I have to make personally in terms of my technique to go ahead and make make it work for me. But there's something to be said about that, Jason, to hedge your bets, right? Why don't you change it? But if you're going to change something for, say, the, the, the shots in, like, the Bermuda fairways, well, that makes the bunker shots feel different, too. Right. right. So it's a little – it's just kind of uh, – for me, it was always a hard one to do mid-season. Now, off-season, if I go ahead and kind of experiment with some of that stuff, but the play, places like uh, TPC Sawgrass in May when you had that thick Bermuda, uh, I never did go to the van, but I thought about it. Yeah, or you just change the technique or, like, you know, put it, like you said, if you have to make contact first, lean it a little bit more off the back foot, a little bit more bump and run sort of scenario if you really had to sort of, oh, not get overly cute with it. Is that kind of how you would attack it? I would, and what I really like about the setup, though, is, and I can remember uh, at Olympic Club playing the U.S. Open 2012 and how the 17th hole uh, plays a par five, they shave that area to the right uh, of the green and it was there's some bunkers over there but then they shave the area all the way down so if you miss the green to the right going for it in two especially it's going to roll 50 yards down to the right and i still remember playing well the first round there uh standing in that fairway and being as nervous as i would be if there was a penalty area to the right mm-hmm. and lo and behold i go there and i i did one of those uh where i rolled it up three times uh walked away i think i made an eight on the hole and, and kind of uh, you know, it just ruined my round. I ended up missing the cut by a shot the next day. But that's what I think we're going to see a lot of. And I really like that that it's not only the shot that you might see guys have around the greens. It's the shot before. It's the iron shot into the green that is going to play in their mind because they know uh, a little miss here and that golf ball is going to keep rolling uh, further away from the hole. And from a fan standpoint, that's cool to watch that guys, even at the level you played at, still get a little bit of heebie-jeebies over a shot, right? Because you guys look like there's never a heebie-jeebie. You go through your routine, talk to the caddy, and do it. It's cool to know that even guys at your level still are like, oh, don't hit it there, right? Oh, don't I, hit I guarantee you they're all – for the most part, we're all thinking that. I mean, I can only speak for myself or for some people that have told me what they're thinking, uh, but uh, it's um, it's there. It's just a matter of 
harnessing it. I heard Justin Lauer, rookie on tour, say a really cool thing last week, and he thought about negative comments or negative thoughts that come into your mind as, as like waves in an ocean. It's like, okay, they're going to come in, but those waves are always going to go back out. And so he thinks of those as like, so you only, you're not like angry with yourself that they even happened. You bring them in, maybe laugh at yourself. Like, I cannot believe I'm thinking that I might miss this right of the grandstand right now. Laugh at yourself and then let that thought just go away. And then let's all focus as much energy as possible on where I want that golf ball to go. Yeah. Almost accept the fact that this is a part of this and having the, game plan for lack of a better word to let it go refocus reset let's let's hit a quality golf shot here i'm i I can do this this is what i do for a living exactly it's easier said than done but that's what we try to do how did you prepare for a major championship or did you prepare different than a regular tour event uh i was uh i wasn't sure how to do that at first i put them on a pedestal right i like oh i gotta go play augusta national before and, and i did that that, that's a different place. That, that was kind of like to try to get a little bit of mystique out of it before you show up. Um, uh, you know, but then I, I think my first year was a 2011. I made two of four cuts. Best finish in a major was 25th. I'm like, okay, we got we got to do something different here. And then I went the next year and I said, I'm going to downplay them. They're just another event. I'm not going to treat them anything different. And I missed every cut. <laughs> so that didn't work either. Um, by, I think by me doing some of that, I was still putting on a pedestal, right. By kind of trying to treat it like another event. Uh, so I think the only thing that changed, you thought about the golf course a little bit more ahead of time than, than I would have, if I was going to play the Honda classic a couple of weeks down the road, I wasn't hitting extra drives on, on the range, getting ready for the tee shot on 10 at uh, PGA national. Right. Uh, but I would do that for major championships, maybe a, a week or two ahead of time. It's hard not to think of it that way, right? Because I imagine it does put a little bit more emphasis on the work you and your caddy have to do to hit the right golf shots, right? It's a, it's a tougher test than most tour events. So, I mean, it has to be a little bit of what pre-work going into it of what you're kind of wanting to see and what you're wanting to hit. And maybe, what, at Augusta, a little work on a little bit more of a draw every now and then. Or if you're going to play in the Open Championship, work on a few little knockdown shots that you know you're going to have wind and weather at some point probably in your draw, right? And was there a little bit of, there has to be a little bit of that, right? No question. Yeah, the 10th hole at Augusta, you practice that draw off the tee, right? Yeah. And stuff like that. You know, look at a tree out there on the on the range, like, okay, I'm going to pretend that's the left side. I'm going to kind of hook it way over, but never overhook it to there. Yeah, little, little stuff like that. Um, uh, you know, putting too. I still remember my rookie year on tour being at the Honda Classic at Mirasol 2003, and Nick Faldo was hitting putts next to me. So now this is a month and a half before the Masters, and him telling Fanny, uh, let's go hit some putts. Let's hit some downhill left to right six footers to get ready for Augusta. Yeah, so you know, he, was, he was there. He was, mine was already there. He was already there six weeks in advance. I was like, whoa, I'm just trying to keep my card this year. <laughs> but. <laughs> You know they're preparing uh, for those. So it's a different, um, different mindset. But uh, yeah, I think you always have those uh, kind of in in your in your mind as you're um, as you're going out to practice. And uh, once again, it's it's about if, if you have control of your golf ball, you know you can you can fit in any golf course, right? And so I think experience is is is, is good. But I'd always pick the player whose uh, form is better uh, going into a tournament. No question about it. 
Well, I appreciate your insights. It's 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 always cool from to hear somebody who has played in these things, who's won on tour. It's always an interesting conversation, I think, to get in your mind and what are they seeing? How are they going about it? What are they doing with it? It's just fascinating if you love golf. So thank you so much for taking the time today. Greatly appreciate it. I'm excited for this week. I want to see the redo. I've heard it's going to be great. And uh, I love how the tour now is kind of doing these big events each month, right? We got, you know... Players back in March. Then you got the Masters. Boom. May. Another major, right? Like, I love the flow of how we got this going here. It's good, it's good stuff. It is, yeah. I, I still remember 2005 when Tim Fincham announced the FedEx Cup to us and said, this is what we're going to do starting in 2007. And, and of course, we, we were a little leery about the whole thing. And, and, uh, and we realize now here 15 years later, we've made a lot of adjustments. And we'll continue to make adjustments to make it make it better fix up the fall, whatever it is. But the PGA Tour uh, golf is certainly uh, thriving right now, and I, I, too, look forward to the PGA Championship and see who gets it done. Yeah, it's going to be a great week. Thanks, Pro. I appreciate it. Of course, Jason. All the best. Everybody uh, hit it straight. One putt off in the summer. <laughs>